Blog Talk Radio. Numerology is a system of ancient codes found in our birth information that gives insight to the lessons we each must learn in this lifetime. Elizabeth Summers is a medium and esoteric numerologer offering her knowledge of ancient wisdoms to help fellow travelers towards a more enlightened and peaceful path. Join her now for the magical world of numbers. Good evening, everyone. How are you tonight? We're having a semi-beautiful kind of sort of day here in Colorado, only to get better and better. Can you believe it here? It's in the going to be in the 70s, yet again, a long string of 70s. And, you know, it is March. This is when we have our biggest snows in April and March. March and April, and today it snowed in the morning, but the pavements and the roads were so warm that only the grass and the trees grabbed hold of the beautiful snowflakes, and then it didn't last long. So enough of the weather report here this evening. I'm so happy that you are joining me. I have a lot to share with you tonight, and hopefully you'll have pencil and paper out because some of what I uh, am going to talk about tonight is going to pop in here and be all about you. I have totally, well, my wonderful webmaster and I, let's leave it at that, have totally changed the look of the daily number wisdom that everyone gets who signs up for my newsletters, just go to either the Magical World of Numbers right there in the center is the sign-up place, or on my website, elizabethsummers.com, and on the right-hand side, there's a toolbar, a sidebar, and it says, you know, uh, sign me up, uh, click here, or something along those lines you would think I would know. And I would love for you to do that, to get my daily number wisdoms, which are like numerological horoscopes that I send you every day, the energies of the day that the calendar is going to be uh, uh, sent to you, if you will. And so know that, know that also um, the look of the elizabethsummers.com is totally new, totally refreshed, if you will. And so know that I'm very excited about all of that for you to uh, uh, see. And then we're going to change all the headers of that website every uh, season, if you will. Summer comes along, we'll do something for summer. If something else comes along, we'll do something else. And so know that uh, we are absolutely on it 
for you. Well, tonight I am going to talk to you again some more as I intend to do every time, every month, as we change um, astrological signs. Because I am an esoteric numerologist and I am um, combining astrology, numerology, and tarot so that in the readings that I do for you, I am give you a real comprehensive understanding of you and who you are and what's happening now in 2015, 2016, 2017, on and on. And so therefore know that I am uh, bringing in every month as we are in a particular zodiacal astrological sign, the characteristics of that sign that we are moving through, and then next month at the end of uh, March and into um, uh, end of April and into the next month, we'll talk about Taurus and then so forth and so forth and so on. So right now, as of March 20th, we are in the sign of Aries, and if you heard me last week talking, I'm an Aries, and very happy to be. Thank you very much. Know that I gave you some qualities, some characteristics of the Aries temperament and personality. I always see Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius as blowtorches. They are called fire signs, and they have a fire about them bravado about them that can drive some people a little crazy that are more sedate, more laid back, more whatever. They're, they are firebrands. They get things done. And so <clears throat> tonight we're going to talk a little bit about Aries still. We are in the sign of Aries. We'll be until around the 20th of April. And then Aries will chill out and we will move into the sign of Taurus, which is totally, totally the antithesis of an Aries vibration. It's interesting to see both in numerology and astrologically, there's an up and down, up and down that is going on here energetically with people. The number one is this, number two is that, number three is this, number four is that, on and on. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. It brings balance into personalities, into experiences. So back to Aries. Now, Aries strengths, their strong points. They certainly have certain characteristics that separate them from other zodiacal signs. Aries are known for their strength and their courage. That doesn't mean that they live barbells. It means character-wise they are strong. They are hard to undo, if you will. That can work against them sometimes, and we'll get to that in a minute when I get into the Aries weaknesses. But Aries will face challenges without fear. They're like the scouts that led the Conestoga wagons across the 
plains of Kansas and Nebraska. They were out in front, scouting, going where others feared to tread, and then they came back and said, follow me. And I often think of that metaphor when I think of the Aries temperament, because the Aries will try projects, they will lead to situations, they will be inventive, they will basically jump off cliffs without bungee cords. I mean, what can we say? Aries are born leaders. They become uh, naturally born leaders, and they have courage. But they are also extremely protective. You do not, they're like mother bears. And when you cross a mother bear with her cubs, you are looking at an Aries temperament because they are saviors to the weak, saviors to the less fortunate. They will gnash their teeth and go after anyone that they believe is harming or injuring uh, someone that they love who they deem to be, um, I don't want to say weak, but someone who needs to be stood up for. So the airy strengths, in a nutshell, are that of independence and generosity, very optimistic. <laughs> I mean, they're like those little bottoms in the water. You push them down, they pop right back up. And the interesting thing is that Health-wise, they regroup very quickly. They might need to take one day, two days off. But Aries is a very strong sign. It rarely gets ill. And when it does uh, blow its circus, usually it just needs about a day, two at the most, and it pops right back up there. They also, interestingly enough, do not show their age. They always look younger, with few exceptions. I mean, if they take care of themselves, they do, their bodies. But they always look younger than their actual chronological age, which, quite honestly, I'm very grateful for. They're very enthusiastic, and courage is their buzzword. Now, on the other hand, every sign, every number has a positive and a negative has its strengths and its weaknesses. So Aries are, you know, known for their strength, but this doesn't necessarily make them less vulnerable. The weakness of the Aries is that of being stubborn, being inflexible. They have an, and I'm mostly Taurus also, Taurus. And the later Aries, those that are born in the, um, I would say, from the 15th of April onward, the closer they get to Taurus, the more they're going to start picking up some of that stubbornness from the Taurus vibrations. Tauruses are famous for being stubborn. And temper tantrums can be common when Aries is out of balance. I'm pointing these things out to you, and I'm going to continue this when I get to talk about you parents out there 
who are raising Aries children or maybe grandchildren or even have a partner that is Aries. I think it's important to know some of these things to help understand them, if you will. And so Aries can be, and the negative can be really impulsive, almost feel like I want what I want what I want it. Let's jump off this cliff and we'll think about the bungee cord later. So in the negative, but I don't like to use the word negative, just we'll say some points that maybe need a little polish. Aries can be very temperamental, very quick-tempered. You light a match, bang. They're very self-engrossed. It's, sometimes it's all about the Aries. They can be very spontaneous, not a bad thing if you think it through. And patience is not one of their virtues. Patience is not one of their virtues. So in general, the nature of Aries is that of very being very independent. They do not like to take orders from other people. They are not the most open astrological sign for taking advice. Whenever I have an Aries uh, client come to me for readings, I always thank them for coming for advice because Aries, they don't do well by taking advice from other people. They'll have, a, they'll have a, a concept that says, you're lecturing me. Stop lecturing me. And what it's doing, it's making them feel inadequate and they're struggling against that in their temperament because Aries do not like to be vulnerable. Remember, they're blowtorches. They don't like to be sparklers. So Aries has a wonderful, strong sense for business, which makes them very good entrepreneurs. But I tell you, they tend to lose interest very easily if success is not, you know, immediate. I mean, we'll give it like two months for me to become a millionaire, and and if that doesn't work, I'm moving on here. I don't think so. So stick-to-itiveness is not a major characteristic. Aries possess a very strong ideological, uh, ideological uh, values. Very strong. Which can get them into uh, some conflicts with other people, can get them into situations with other people, because they're very strong in their thinking, in what they think is right. Thank you very much. And these are things that Aries temperament-wise need to learn. And generally speaking, and this goes for everybody, as they mature, as Aries mature, but pretty much all of us, when we get older, we kind of mellow a little bit. We have our ideas, but we don't want to start any fist fights. And so I would say dealing with most of the areas that I've dealt with, and hello, me included, the older I get, 
they get, the more we are, all right, let's think about it. Now, having said that, when a, when a person comes to me for a reading and they have the information that I need, I run their astrology and I tell them their rising sign, their uh, moon sign, which is their emotional self, and then their sun sign. And tonight I've been talking about sun sign. Everyone says, oh, I'm an Aries, I'm a Virgo, I'm a this, I'm a Libra. That's your outer shell. That's your outer shell. And that outer shell is most, in my opinion, doing this work for so long, is most predominant in the first 30 to up to about 46 years of age. Around 46 years of age, numerologically is a time of new direction, but it is also a time that is called the midlife crisis energy in astrology. And we hear about it socially. Well, people go out and buy Corvettes. Thank you very much. But there is some, there is some truth to all that. And in my opinion, the older a person gets, the more they become their ascendant, their rising sign that was indicated where the, where the horizon was when they were born. The older they get, the more they become that rising sign. And it is the rising sign that is the action in your chart, astrologically. So know that, yes, I'm talking about Aries. If your rising sign is an Aries, everything I'm talking about, have talked about last week, this week, you're going to become more and more and more and more alive as you mature and grow older. You might have come in here as a gentle Pisces. But the older you get, if that Aries is your rising sign, you will not recognize yourself as you close your eyes on this incarnation. We will be looking at apples and oranges. Well, I do children's readings. Readings for um, parents, grandparents, baby showers, who uh, I give the adults insight as to characteristics in general that this child is bringing into this lifetime and what to expect, especially in the early years. Every soul's life as a human, according to Western numerology, which is 2,600 years old, every life is subdivided into three lanes of life like a three-lane highway. It's called period cycle. Some authors call it pathways. Okay, it's a three-lane highway, folks. The first lane of life, generally speaking, is from birth to 30 years of age. Every soul between 28 and 30 experiences what is called their first Saturn return. And this can be rock and roll in people's lives, 28 to 30, which I'll talk about the Saturn returns in future radio shows. But this first lane of life is ruled by two major factors, like a big summer shower. It is influenced by the first letter 
of the first name. And what that first letter numerologically stands for. And the other big summer shower from birth to 30 is the birth month that that child was born, that you were born. And so in conjunction with the astrology that I've shared to you about Aries, I am also now going to go numerologically and talk to you about a child, you, grandchildren, your partner, but we're talking about mostly children now, those from birth to 30 years of age. Now know that astrologically, and each birth month is cut in half. The first part is one number, and the second part will apply more to the other astrological signs. So we're going to speak generally here. So know that some children who are Aries are born in March. And while I'm on that subject, all you Aries, grown-ups, as well as children, but mostly grown-ups, who are March-born Aries. Then energetically, March 20th, with the uh, uh, equinox, and the first day of spring kicked off Aries, and that's the first energetic sign of a whole brand-new zodiac that we're going to tool around for the next several months, all the way into next year. So we get to the end of March again. We're going to go trafficking through all 12 zodiacal signs. And so right now I want to focus with you about a child who is born in March, particularly closer to the middle to the end of March. And this child in the positive. Again, we're going to do positive strengths and weaknesses. I don't like to say the word negative. So a child who is born in March is very creative, very imaginative, very dramatic, very artistically expressive, can be a dreamer. I got this idea and that idea and this and something else and whatever. And can really kind of live in their own inner world, their own inner imaginative world of beauty. They like nature. They like poetry, can be very romantic. They fall in love with love, folks. Fall in love with love. And their imagination can get them into a little bit of difficulties as we move over here to the weaknesses of a child who was born in March. I love this word because it's so dramatic. But they can be extremely, because they can be dramatic, very histrionic. I mean the sky is always falling. They can be prima donnas. First women. Primo, first donnas, feminine. Who demand the limelight? Look at me, I'm sanity. They exaggerate very emotionally. 
strung out, folks, I'm here to tell you. And if you have a teenager, this shoe might fit a couple of the teenagers. Prima donnas, histrionic, want to be in the limelight, can be strung out, very dramatic, because the number three of March is that. It's the actress. It's the actor. It's that of being in the public. And they can also fantasize. They can get a little spaced out. You know, they don't exactly face reality. Not too much common sense. Thank you very much. They try to avoid any kind of unpleasant responsibilities. Clean up your room. Well, I will. This is a very scattered vibration. Okay, well, I'll do it tomorrow. It'll take out the trash. Well, all right, okay, fine, whatever. Huh. They, anything that is an unpleasant responsibility, good luck. They're very much in love with love, more so than maybe an actual person. You know, we've got the posters up on the wall, Brad Pitt and and uh, One Direction and all of that, and they're just the best thing, and they're the screaming teenagers as somewhere as with Frank Sinatra and Michael Buble and the screaming and carrying on in love with the person who they don't even have a shot at getting love back, but they're out there vocalizing. Now we move into the four. Here we go, up and down, up and down in numerology. The number four, those that are born in April, especially the uh, first part of April to a large degree, but April, our fourth month. Now, the number four is about being an organizer, a really capable doer. Here are the opposite. One is like a little hummingbird, and the, and, the, and the number four is the cage. They like to get things together. They're workhorses. They complete their tasks. They can be a little bossy. Thank you very much. Always need to be kept busy. These are the Lego kids. These are the kids that have to build things. They're very good with their hands. They'll be out there tinkering in the garage. They are, can be very mechanical, very dependable, much more, much more so than those in, in, in March. Now, yes, we're talking gross generalizations because there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle coming in here. So I'm giving you really gross generalizations. But I'm telling you there's a lot of accuracy here. Those that are born in April are achievers. They seek accomplishment. The number four, A to B, B to C, C to D. They complete pretty much everything they do pretty well. Very goal-oriented. They have a purpose for what they're doing. And they keep a lot of the projects going, like a lot of balls in the air, so to speak. And they keep them organized. This is a mental number. The number four is not an emotional number. And I'll be talking more about the number four in my first show in April. In the not-so-good part of number four, they can be kind of robotic. In fact, they probably enjoy putting robots together. 
this is not necessarily the most touchy-feely vibration in the negative when it's out of balance. They can't stop from doing all sorts of activities and duties and tasks and are super, super achievers. They never can do enough. Why? Because this busyness gives them, in their minds, those that are born in April, the busyness equates to, wait for it, equates to worthiness. It makes them, through being a workaholic, and this goes for the adults too, who have too many D's and M's and V's in their birth name. You should only have one if you've got more than that. These are our busy beavers. But that busyness makes them feel worthy. Look what I've achieved. Workaholic. They don't take breaks. They never have any fun. Don't have a really sense of humor, and if they do, it's kind of off the wall. People are scratching their heads like, what did he say? Their life can become drudgery. Everything is an effort. They don't allow free time for play and for leisure because they have to constantly be achieving because that achieving gives them worth in their minds, gives them identity in their minds. That's kind of sad, isn't it? I will tell you uh, that a lot of times souls that are Aries that are born in um, April may frequently marry early or have children early before they're 30. Now, again, this is gross generalization, and it's almost a contradiction because one of the major codes, one of the major issues, one of the major part of the personality of Aries is freedom. Sometimes wild and crazy freedom. But what they do is they marry early or have children early to stabilize them, to help to control that freedom. I can't run anymore. I have a baby to take care of. I can't do this. I am now married. I can't. They like put, they put spandex, emotional spandex on them in order to calm them down, to stabilize them, if you will. And so a child that is born in March can really feel pushed to speak its own mind or be noticed. And this child may be quieted for so long, and then if you keep pushing it, it's going to snap out, it's going to be rebellious, So anyone who has a child who is born in the month of March and the energy of the three needs to know that this child is outgoing, will probably talk early because the number three is that of the um, voice. Talk, 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 talk. Talk early. Really active. You know, could be a poor student because they're here, there, and everywhere. They don't have a lot of focus. They're not really concerned with anything except having a good time. 
And I think knowing this helps us understand our teenagers, helps us understand the type of schooling that that child needs. If that child has a lot of threes in its birth name, the letter C, the letter L, the letter U, in its birth name, it should have only one. I've got clients who have seven, eight. Among other things, it says, this child is very creative. Put them on stage. Get them into debating. Get them into art classes. Get them to write. Get them to to express themselves every which way they can. Remember, they don't take criticism well, so I'd come in the back door when I'm chatting with them about improving something. Now, a child who is born in uh, has uh, under a four, which would be April, actually, this can present a problem that is of the opposite influence, a different influence to the natural tendencies of children who really want life to be all fun and all play. This child has difficulty showing its feelings or in talking about things that matters to it. This is the number four. This is also anyone who has a four birthday number or their middle lane of life is ruled by a four. So everything I'm sharing with you now can apply to the middle lane of life also, but I'm focusing on children uh, tonight. This is what we're talking about. So really routine is very good for them. In schooling, go where there's routine, where they know what to expect. It has structured. They complete what they start. They need to keep busy in very constructive activities. And really, you know, uh, try to encourage them to develop manual dexterity. That's what I said about the Legos and the building and the mechanics. Almost everyone that I have ever encountered who has a four-birthday number or was born in April especially the Taurus, late April, uh, they all have have mechanical ability to some degree because they have the patience for it, actually. And so know that, yes, there's a difference. Even though you have an Aries child, if they're born in March, other temperament qualities will show themselves. If they're born in April, there will be a different expression of their airy temperament, if you will. One is hyperbolic. The other one says, let me think about this. And yet they're all Aries-born children. All Aries-born children. Tonight... My topic was to share with you the secrets, some of the secrets. And the reason that I have to say some of the secrets, because in numerology, it's all about codes. It's all about numbers that are assigned to letters. And those letters are codes 
qualities of information that I interpret when I do readings for you. It's a language to me. It is called numerolinguistics. It's a fancy word, I know, but it's called numerolinguistics. Well, the reason that I require that you tell me your birth certificate name now, adoptive names is going to be another issue, and I'm not, and we're not going to get technical here tonight. But the person's birth certificate name, as it is spelled, as it appears on their birth certificate, every letter in that name is assigned a number, one through nine, the Pythagorean system, or I also employ the Chaldean system which is numbers one through eight, and it's 5,000 years old codes, and I love that system because it takes me deep into interpreting who you are as a soul, and I use it particularly in what are called blueprint readings, natal readings, but regardless. So every letter in your birth name is assigned a number one through nine, one through eight. Tonight we're just going to always do one through nine. Well, there's no way I can give you all of the coordinates for your birth name for you to figure out, for you to add whatever. That's my job. You come to me for a reading, that's my job. But there are a couple secrets that are buried in a birth name that are very good identifiers, very insightful. And so the first letter of your name I hope you have a pencil around. The first, and paper, the first letter of your name technically is called a foundation number. It's called a cornerstone vibration. It is the basis. It is the attitude uh, uh, indicator of how you attitudinally are approaching this particular human incarnation. And therefore, it's helpful to know what that is for you. And it is for your children or your partners or whomever. Because that first letter, whether it's a vowel or a consonant, makes no difference, is your attitude indicator. So I want to go through these letters for you. I want you to think of, keep it simple, and just wait for me to share it with you, the first letter of your first name that is on your birth certificate. Now, if you have a nickname, whatever, or you shorten it, that doesn't count. It counts because it adds energy to you a lot of times, but we're not doing nicknames tonight. So if your first letter is an A or a J or an X, this is very, I remember I'm talking about attitudes. This is very individualistic, very independent, very creative. You know, wonderful leadership abilities. It also can be a little stubbornness and a little egotistical. 
there should be only three or four number one letters, A, J's, or S's in a birth name. And when we get to five, six, and seven, then that tells me that you are a bossy boss coming into this lifetime and you better chill out that attitude. If your first letter is a B as in boy, K, or T as in Thomas, B, K, or T, this is very loving, very cooperative, team player, follower, someone who can be very agreeable, very receptive, has some patience. But this person's attitude can also be careless and oversensitive and over-emotional, shy, and sometimes inclined to a bad temper, pouting, pouting, pouting. So be careful if your name is starts with a B, K, or T. If your name starts with a C, L, or a U, which has the number three connected to it, this is a happy number. This person basically never shuts up. Talk, 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 talk. Loves friendliness. Very, it's an intellectual. Can be very carefree. Can also have the inclination to be critical. To be critical of other people. Vain, whiny, whiny, whiny. Very jealous. Can be intolerant. Remember, every number has a positive and a not so positive. But generally speaking, this is a happy number, number three. Cheerful, optimistic, talkative, creative, excellent for sales. The number four is connected to the letter D as in David, M as in Mary, V as in Victor. D, M, V. Sounds like we're getting our license renewed here. DMV. These are the number four. They're very patient, very pragmatic. This is not fluffy duffy, folks. This D, M, or V approaches life in a very practical way and can be really, can endure more than you can imagine. They're very devoted. Energetic, yes, but needs routine and system. Rarely are these the talkers. They'll just stare you in the face. They'll be thinking, but they're not going to fall. So, no, unfortunately, that this attitude can be rather repressed and dull and unfeeling and narrow-minded. So be careful about that. The number five is connected to E, N, and W. E, N, and W. This energy, this attitude, has a desire for change. I mean, they are the hummingbirds. Change, change, change. Oh, what's over there? Let me smell that flower. Let me go over there. Whatever. Love variety. This is a mental number that's really curious, very adventuresome, very friendly, very flexible, adaptable, can be really progressive, has good judgment, can persuade you to buy the Brooklyn Bridge, and also has wonderful rejuvenation. Pops up and down. 
like the like the the bobbing um you know that toy that you put in water you push it down it bobs right back up now the not so good they can be a little self indulgent a little thoughtless not the most consistent people in the world because they're they they're very adventuresome they're like the fox that chases the rabbit once it gets the rabbit it's like I want to go for another rabbit. Procrastination is a big problem. The number six is connected to F-O-X, Fox, F-O-X. This attitude is really responsible, really very devoted, likes peace and harmony, wants everybody to be happy, can be very sympathetic, very domestic. This is this is uh, very connected to Cancerian energy or Venus energy. Very service oriented, but you know they worry. They're the worry wards. They can kind of interfere because they want everybody to be happy. Let me help you with that. Smug, jealous, easily. Codependent, easily, whatever you want, dear, whatever you want, dear. The number seven is connected to G, P, or Y. This is the approach, this is the attitude that is connected to the number seven. Now, the number seven is a very analytical number, a very mental number. It is very introspective. It can analyze things that has them persevere. They have kind of a laid back. These are not wild. Their approach is not like a wild, crazy party animal. No. There's a secretness about them. They're, they're kind of laid back. They really need to be alone. Alone. And do not like confusion and chaos. It it totally puts them into overload. So if you have a child or a partner whose name begins with a G, a P, or a Y, they need their alone time. Nothing wrong with it. It just is how they are. Because of that sense of needing to be alone, they can get very aloof and very melancholy, and very critical, and sarcastic, very sarcastic. They repress their feelings. So their attitude towards life can be all the things that I just ran down when it's out of balance. The number eight is connected to H, Q, and Z. This is the number eight. And the number eight is very efficient. These are the executives. These are the leaders. Very practical, very self-reliant, very dependable, intelligent, very managerial. Love to control. Very determined and very businesslike. So when they get a little wacko and an attitude, they become very materialistic. And scheming can be careless and will start bullying people 
and demanding attention. I'm the boss. I'm the let's you, you do as I say. You do as I say. Different from the intellectual number one of a boss. These are the managers. They try to manage everybody. H, Q, and Z. The number nine is the letter I and the letter R. The letter I and the letter R. Well, these are the little love buckets. These are the humanitarians. They give love to all people. Unconditional love. They're compassionate, sympathetic, very generous, very understanding, very romantic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Their emotionalism to the nth degree. They love everybody. They love animals. They love horses. They love you. They love whatever. Wonderful artistic qualities. Magnetic temperament. People are just drawn to them because they're comfortable and they make people feel comfortable. Very charitable. Very broad-minded in their viewpoint. This is the humanitarian code, I and R. Now, having said that, the I and the R's can also get overly emotional. Really dramatic. No common sense. Fickle. Think one way one day, one way the other day. And when things don't go their way, they're uncaring, and they're just dreamers, dreamers, dreamers with no practicality. When there's too many nines in a chart, this flips it into a control issue where under the guise of volunteering and helping people and whatever, it becomes a negative where they are keeping everybody in control, in their control. Because if something happens where the situation gets out of control, Lord save us, they get afraid. They get overly emotional. Now, there's two specialties. One is the letter K. The letter K has the number 11. Has the number 2, yes, connected to it. But the letter K is special. The K and the V. The letter K approaches life spiritually, idealistic, has intuition, inventiveness. Poor babies have a lot of nervous energy. But they also have a lot of insight. There's a capacity for leadership there. They very much appreciate beauty, are very inspired, but if they're not careful, they can be really impractical. No common sense again. Shiftless, miserly, dishonest, and cop an attitude of false superiority. Really? Look at me, I'm standing deep. The letter V is connected to the number 22. And there's great power here in this approach. Great power. Big ideas. Big human understanding. These are old soul vibrations. The number 11, the number 22. 
that says their approach to life is to uplift humanity. Very intuitive. They have tact. They can be friendly. But their ideas are to accomplish. They are the accomplishers on a large scale. Very diplomatic. Very practical. Think big. Approach big. But at least not so terrific side of it in their attempt to do everything I just shared with you. They can be very scheming, very self-promoting, very greedy, very indifferent like whatever. And the irony is that they also can suffer from inferiority complex. Now, who would believe that? They suffer from inferiority complex. There are a lot of other secret codes that are found in your birth name. For instance, your first name tells me all about, well, your birth name period represents by code the past life human being experiences that you have had that you are bringing into this incarnation. I always call it your suitcase. And therefore, and and every soul names itself. I've had people say, well, my mother named me, and how did she know? Doesn't work that way. Every soul names itself. The name you have is the name you wanted to have as a soul. And you telepathically told that name to the person that eventually named you before you were even born. And one day mom says, you know, I like this name, blah, 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 blah. But you've really named yourself. Your first name tells me all about your human beingness, your attitudes, your behaviors. The last letter of your name tells me something about you. The first vowel of your name tells me something about you the various letters that are in there, and when I add all the vowels and consonants of that first name, I get what is called a key vibration that tells me here is the entire package that you are experiencing as a human being this time around. That's just found in your first name. The first letter, the first vowel, the last letter, called a capstone vibration, the key vibration of all of the vowels and consonants. Holy mackerel. Look at all those that are in there. Your middle name is your emotional baggage coming into this lifetime. Your emotional suitcase greatly influences you, period, but especially from 30 to 55. And your last name is your tribal name. You have inherited the energy spiritually from your father's spiritual DNA in most instances. Maybe not your father, but your father's spiritual DNA. And so I would love for you to go to my website, Magical World of Numbers or ElizabethSummers.com, and on the toolbar you will see numerology readings. Scroll down. See what I can do for you, how my work can help you help give you clarity 
help you understand one who you are, which is a natal reading, or find out what the trends and issues are going to be influencing you throughout 2015. I'm also a medium. I love visiting with those that have crossed over, and they bebop into my office all the time when I am doing even numerology readings for people, but mostly medium readings. So there's a lot on my website that have been created and are in service to you. This morning, I was guided to one of the readings, spiritual readings, in one of the books that I use. And I wanted to share this with you because I thought, wow, that's every, all of us can have that. And it's called Living in the Present. The most, and, and here's what the, what the lesson was. The most pressing issue for you right now is to find peace of mind. Perhaps you have arrived at the limits of what you can do. And now you've got to just stop and think about them. Nothing can be gained by worrying about your problems and aims and achievements or whatever else is currently preoccupying you. And anxiety is not a good basis from which to make your decisions. Whereas a calm, centered approach enables you to connect with deeper levels of yourself. In that state of mind, you will be intuitively guided to make the right choices. You will have a sense of the most appropriate action to take place in any situation that you're confronted with. So focus on being present, being in the here and now. Do not dwell in the past. Yesterday has gone and cannot be retrieved. And tomorrow has yet to come. Worrying will not change tomorrow. All that matters is to be firmly anchored in today, responding to each situation as it arises. Stay in the now. Do the work in front of you. Be in joy. All things are temporary. Only Mother, Father, God is permanent. And so, until next time, know that I send you God's white light and its peace and its harmony. And know that I wish you all good things. And thank you so much for visiting with me one more time in the magical world of numbers. Mm-hmm.